My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, a podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy, conspiracy stuff to the people you love most. That's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. takes the media landscape, an ever-expanding minefield emerges at our feet. Controlled opposition lay waiting in ghillie suits, like snipers equipped with long rants of disinfo, echo-chambered and fired, headshot into the minds of the next would-be patsy, whose hair-brained heroics play right into the larger agenda's 4D chess stratagem. We philosophers of new pose our critic, and commentaire as minor suggestion and major objection, standing at the lip of an ever-gaping memory hole with baskets and butterfly nets sifting and salvaging what few dare appreciate. The days of blissful ignorance are wasteful as a rolling avalanche of information spills from the black diamond screen in your home office and pocket. Whether video or audio, a hall of learning or a pit of vipers waits behind the click of a button. Choose wisely. Today's guest offers the knowledge he is consistently acquiring in the form of his YouTube and Rockfin channel, The Donut Factory. That's right, Donut joins me, Mystic Mark, here on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast to wrap up 2022 and predict what's to come in 2023. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy this final episode of the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast in 2022. Of course, there will be new episodes in 2023. Don't fear. Uh, Thank you for tuning in, folks, and enjoy this conversation with Donut.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. We're recording this in 2022. I don't know if this will be out uh, until 2023 or not, but I've found a very special guest, someone who's been on my show before. You know him from his YouTube channel, The Donut Factory, now uh, just at Donut. That's the backup channel. Uh, I've invited Donut onto this show today to help me wrap up a crazy year, year 2022, where this show skyrocketed in popularity, Donut's channel skyrocketed in popularity. We're both doing really well. We've both covered a lot of topics this year, and I really couldn't think of a better person to help me wrap up 2022 because I'm I'm like in the podcast realm. You're like in the YouTube realm. I'm kind of making my way into the YouTube realm this year, and you're kind of making your way into the podcasting realm this year. So we're sort of meeting each other uh, at this even level, and I really appreciate becoming your friend in this new year. And uh yeah, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show, dude. What's going on? Welcome back, and uh, how's your 2022 been? Oh, thank you so much. My family thinks I'm crazy. Yo, it's Doda, and I mean, just tons of Illuminati news, bunch of wild stuff. Year 2022, two two two. There was a lot of two two twos, and now we're coming up in 2023, the year of the rabbit. So I got a lot of predictions for 2023 but 2022 the biggest thing was the war stuff and how at 222 on 222 the war stuff really got kicked off and that was predicted as well in the economist magazine and there's been tons of rituals all through the year yes it's been wild yeah man it's it's been weird especially with everything Kanye West has been saying over the past few months. I mean, that I didn't expect it so much from him. I don't know. Maybe I expected something crazy to happen in his life. Uh, just seeing the the character that he's been over the past few years. But I, I did not expect him to take this weird alt-right turn. I mean, it, it's definitely... Uh, it's definitely curious, and I noticed you put out a video saying that there might be a Knights Templar connection to all this. Uh, can you elaborate on that? I, I think people are really curious what's going on with Kanye. Absolutely. Well, we could see that the music industry is full of Freemasonic symbolism, and all Freemasons are a not an arm of the Knights Templars. These secret societies go way, way back. And even the Illuminati, when that was founded, one of their main purposes for Adam Weishaupt was to control the culture, to control the arts. And Kanye, he got famous on Rockefeller Records, throwing up the Illuminati triangle for Jay-Z. There were sacrifices in his life. And looking into the Illuminati, you got to look into the bloodlines. And who is Kanye West's bloodline connected to now? It's connected to the Kardashian bloodline, which runs deep. So no matter what he says or does, it doesn't really matter because in a hundred years from now, his bloodline will be controlling the alt-right and the alt-left, right? You got the Kardashian, which is left. You got Kanye, which is right. And their kids are just going to control all that. So Kanye really broke my family's heart, you know, <laughs> 
because me and my family, we were big fans of Kanye, obviously, because he, I mean, fantastic artist. And my whole family, we Jewish, so it breaks our heart um, that that's going on because it's just a big marketing psyop, in my opinion. It could go into so many different aspects, but the question of the Knights Templar connection is there's a ton of Knights Templar symbolism with the Kardashians, with Pete Davidson. He's got the double X on his neck. Same thing with Lil Uzi Vert. So these symbols be popping up, these occult symbols. Kanye released his Donda album on 222, the same time the war was kicked off. Anybody that's connected to political movements like the alt-right or the alt-left, the celebrities are the Illuminati puppets. That's the easiest way to be like, hey, are these celebrities in the Illuminati? Not just the symbols, because anybody can throw up checkerboards or do a pyramid and say they're in the Illuminati. It's what are their affiliations with presidents, with huge political powers and Kanye fits right into that. Right. Yeah. It's very odd. You know, I definitely think uh, Pete Davidson is curious. I don't know if he's Jewish or not, but his name certainly has like that connotation, the star of David, David's son, son of David, you know, uh, and then Kanye is sort of the jilted lover and then turns in that like, you know, break up because that's the first wave of this i might be wrong on that but I, I think the first wave was this breakup pete davidson's like you know stole his chick or whatever and then next thing you know he spirals into this sort of radical conspiracy position the same old tried and true sort of uh division in the conspiracy theory community, you know, to blame one group of people or another, it's it's the same tactic that's been employed uh, in many different situations and not just towards the Jews. And it, I'm disappointed as well as a non-Jewish person who appreciates hip-hop music to see, you know, all of that get conflated with this side of conspiracy that's only always been racist. I mean, there are definitely some angles in the far, far ancient past that you can go down, but that doesn't tell you what's going on with, you know, the average modern Jewish person today, right? So uh, that's where I think a lot of conspiracy theorists go wrong when they go down that rabbit hole. And, and unfortunately, Kanye is now using his very large platform to promote a lot of those divisionary ideas that, you know, ultimately lead people with more you know, questions and answers or leave people with more questions and answers. So uh, yeah, man, I, I wonder though, Considering Kanye's weird history, right? Like before he got involved with the Kardashians, he had that weird thing that occurred with his mother. And then you see, what is it, TMZ, who had that kind of candid interview with him where they were kind of, they had one of their reporters like, yeah, man, I love it so bad to see what's happening to you right now. You know, just sort of like blowing smoke up his ass to, to get him to talk. And Kanye says something about like, yeah, look what happened to my mother. She was a sacrifice, right? Did you see this video? Yes. Yes. What, what are your thoughts on that? Cause that felt to me like, uh, maybe an indication that Kanye is being used 
in an MK Ultra t- style fashion where, you know, the people who are in the know, like yourself and I, who might have the awareness of like, oh, these, you know, people sacrifice members of their own family. Like he just gave that as a tell, right? Where the, the average person might not hear that and think of it as a tell. They might hear like, oh yeah, he made sacrifices. Like everybody has to make sacrifices. Like they don't think of it as like a life being lost. They just think of it as like, you know, oh, you know, well, I go to work. That's a sacrifice, right? Uh, so what what do you think the deeper implication of that statement was? Because it, it didn't feel normal. I mean, not anything that he said is really normal. Can't really fall under that category. But it's it stood out amongst all the crazy things he's been saying. Well, Kanye, he's just got a cell phone and he can look at the conspiracies about him. I've been making conspiracies about Kanye for a few years now before this all happened. And I was telling him, I said, you need to get away from these people that you're around MK Ultra, all that stuff. When he went to, to his handler, the Canadian handler that was doing MK Ultra on him, I was saying this was like 2017 when that happened. That's probably not Kanye who came out of that hospital. He got hospitalized for liking Trump pretty much. And he's an artist and, and whatnot. So was he cloned and a new person's coming out? Or is this a storyline being coming out? I think that all these artists and the people on the world stage are a Disney corporation creation, like Elon. And this is straight connected to the Nazis. Why are you always bringing up Nazi stuff? This is connected to Elon. He was written about, and probably sick people sick of hearing this, but he was written about by Werner von Braun in a Disney book, pretty much, about a guy to colonize Mars would be titled Elon. And Elon is now doing that. Elon's name means oak tree. Oak tree, you know, you got the Druids with Hollywood and the oak tree, the Hollywood. All these different names are another story. So there's this public worship and private worship going on. There's the esoteric and the exoteric as above so below storyline coming out Kanye West gets popular in every bear market Kanye West is known as the bear the bear is connected to Polaris as well the little bear Ursa major and minor so it gets into astrology and it gets into hollow earth and Nazis and stuff so I mean this it goes really deep But him coming out talking about the sacrifices, I think it's just more steam to promote whatever's going on right now. He's a marketing genius. He came out and said, George Bush doesn't like black people during a bear market. And then he came out now during a bear market, credit cards at its all-time high being maxed out. We have been in a recession. And he's coming out saying some wild shit. Um, So... This stuff absolutely goes on in Hollywood, in the entertainment industry, but it also goes on on the world stage. It goes to ancient religions, the Aztecs, sacrificing. You got a Moloch, the mouth of Moloch, Travis Scott. Right. You know, I, I'm not sure if I'm answering the question. No, um, no, no. But- this, is, this is definitely an answer that I'm looking for because don't know. We're wrapping up 2022 and it's been a crazy year. And Kanye's just been one 
of the crazy characters that have done something in 2022. So, no, don't feel like you're going all over the place. I forgive you because it is it is a hectic thing to to tr- attempt to fit into one show. You mentioned the Astro World thing, and where did that take place again? Was it Houston? Was it Austin? I I, I get those yes. places mixed so up. So Astro World is connected to Elon and Kanye and the Kardashians. So the Christmas party, there was a picture of Kanye and Kim. They threw a Christmas party. I call it the Saturnalia party because that's where it's coming from, which was a day of sacrifice and orgies. Kim Kardashian and Kanye threw this party and they took a picture with Quavo of the Migos, who his his, uh, nephew died on so when on november 1st and that goes deep into some weird knights templar stuff too and then you had travis scott in the picture who's married into the kardashians and the jenners and then you had elon and grimes there and you know so this picture of the christmas party everyone in that picture went through some ritual and is connected to the simulacrum you got grimes there she released a music video called violent and she's wearing a face mask and this was three months before the lockdowns happened it was a predictive programming so there there's a connection there too with uh all the all these characters yeah with travis scott yeah and Forgive me, the Astral World thing happened in 2021, uh, right? Am I? I think it happened in 2021. So <laughs> there, there, just, there goes just my memory completely. At the end of the year, I'm thinking things that happened in 2021 happened in 2022. Uh, but this Christmas party photo that came out recently. I mean, you're not talking about this Christmas. This was Pat. The, the- no, this was like a 20. 20- uh 19 or something okay. but everyone in that picture over the last right few has, years has made a, a step onto the stage yeah the main stage for so sure. that goes into that sacrifice stuff mm, interesting okay now each individual has their own sort of tragedy in their life that that whether personally attached or in travis scott's case uh you know sort of impersonally implicated in that tragedy, right? He was sort of just witnessing a bunch of people trample each other at his concert. But yeah, it's, it's very murky when you start to look into these people's backgrounds and you find these strange connections. Elon Musk, I recently learned, is a big fan of science fiction author Robert Heinlein. And Robert Heinlein is a very shady character, uh, wrote a bunch of bunch of novels that had really uh distasteful and dirty views on children and you know incest and all these other weird themes so to hear that elon musk is a fan of this guy i mean he's written a lot of books so maybe he hasn't seen those books uh but it was kind of disturbing to find out that elon is like you know considering this guy sort of looking up to him now 
Robert Heinlein wrote a lot about these Mars colonies in his books too. So that probably has something to do with it as well. But you can't escape the fact that a lot of these sci-fi guys get involved with a lot of these new age occult and even, you know, more liberal, not in the political sense of the word, but maybe in the like sexual sense of the word. Like it's very strange. A lot of these people have these like very liberal sexual proclivities, uh, even to the point of like breaking laws and traditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that goes back to the Jack Parsons rocket sex magic stuff. Right. And- all the rockets are the penises and <laughs> yeah well now that we're hitting it hard with the occult stuff i mean 23 people uh probably are familiar what what was it the jim carrey movie that was to- 23 yes, all about gematria yeah well the 23 enigma bro that's something i've been diving deep on yeah well let's weird. get into it 2023 is right around the corner man what is 23 symbolically or ge- geometrically uh hold like right. what's its symbolism there's an enigma they even made that movie with jim carrey on the number 23 mm. and this 23 pops up in major world events going to add it the numbers like 9 11 you add up like 9 11 2002 like some way you add it up it equals 23 uh, a lot of dates are on the 23rd when certain events happen like wars it just pops up like crazy and looking at this information because this is old information that like came out during pearl harbor and that was like the conspiracy of the time was this 23 number and now we have things like the las vegas event that took place where all those people got murdered from a guy that was on the 32nd floor well i mean that's 23 2 backwards and 32 is an interesting number because it goes into mysticism. There's 32 pathways in mysticism and you got the 32 spokes on the sun and symbology in uh, certain different societies. And that's 23. So we're coming into 2023. So yeah, there's going to be some wild to, stuff. To get back, you know, to, to reverse another number, 2023 has the number 322 encoded in if you take that zero out of there and what we both know what 322 is skull and bones is a symbolic number or code number that they use and yeah i think it's synchronistic in a way that my foray into podcasting was through my kind of interest in conspiracies that was sparked by living in New Haven and being a part of this sort of small microcosm of conspiracy, at least just as a witness to it all. And, uh, and yeah, that started, you know, 10 or so years ago in 2012. And really it's only been this past year in 2022 where I've like put my nose in the books and just dug in. I mean, it's hard to do an interview now in some ways because my mind is so full of this skull and bones research stuff that like I try to like, you know, fix fit that into each conversation in a way. Uh, but yeah, I think that's significant that we're heading towards this 2023, 322 backwards. And uh, I started doing tours last year on 322 uh march 22nd in 2022 so yeah i i, I may be kind of trying to 
take the spotlight here with the skull and bones thing, but it is it is uh, is worth noting that the, the well new- March twenty second is also the day uh, Captain Kirk was born three two two. Oh really? Huh. Yes. Damn. And the three two two goes super deep into symbolism, uh, but it's backwards. It's two two three, so it's the reflection of it. Right. And this is what Bitcoin BTC in numerology equals. B is two, T is twenty, uh, C is three. BTC yeah. C is three. Yeah. So oh, wow. I'm looking out for something with that now that you're bringing it up because the skull is Saturn. According to Reza Giorgiani, when I was reading a vi- watching a video of him talking about it, because he connects things to the Mithra okay. cult and Mithraism. So the three two two, the Sicil- the Cilician pirates have it for their Sicilian. logo. Cilician pirates. Are you sure it's not Sicilian? Uh Sicilian. It's not because Sicilian is like Italy, uh, right? Yeah, huh. it's the Cilician. Uh, Who are pirates. those guys? How would we spell that? S or uh, C-I-L, Sil, okay. I-C-I-A-N, Cilician. Huh. And they worshipped Mithra. So the skull and bones, they say that it's Catholics that created it, two Catholic guys, right? But they're using, they're not, they're Mithraic. They worship Mithra. And this is kind of with the whole Jew thing, too, <laughs> You got all these different people that front on one level, like uh, the Sabbateans, let's say, they say they're Jewish, but then they convert to being Muslim, and then they convert back to uh, whatever they want, you know, so they just hide behind different, this is how they can hide in plain sight in secrecy through the major Abrahamic religions and Mm. whatnot, but uh, yeah, the Cilician pirates were the pirates, and that's where that skull and bones, and that skull is Saturn, and Bitcoin is connected to Saturn because they're Sats, and they're Satoshis, and there's 21,000, and in Gematria, 21 is Saturn, I believe. So there's this connection there, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's some big Bitcoin news. Yeah, and I just want to back up what you said before. I had never heard of these Cilician pirates. I might have read their name and just in my you know dyslexia attributed the word to Sicily, but I guess the, the place that they come from, uh, Cilicia, is the sort of southeastern uh, uh, coast of Turkey. So for people who, like me, aren't exactly... Middle Eastern geography buffs, that's where the Cilicians come from. And, you know, the Turks and and that whole Ottoman Empire, uh, they were a big part of bringing these occult ideas into Europe during the Dark Ages through Spain, right? Because the Moors came into Spain and then the Spanish fought the Moors and all these battles happened and a lot of that information just seeped into the culture. Uh, A lot of that information that had been stifled out of Europe by the Romans and the Vatican, right? So, yeah, wow, thank you for bringing this up. I actually, funny enough, just found this really cool book by Daniel Defoe called A General History of Pirates. And what I found really interesting is how they used to spell the word pirate with a Y instead of an I. And, you know, 
peer means fire, pyramid, pyre, funeral pyre, right? So there you have some possible Templar or occult connections even in the word pirate. But the on the point of uh, pirates, it seems like a lot of these gangs that, uh, you know, rappers and hip-hop artists find themselves in at least a lot of them who are raised in uh, poor communities where gangs are prevalent it seems like they pick up a lot of these secret society ideas through the gang culture and what i've sort of come to speculate is that maybe gang culture stems from pirate culture in a weird way because a lot of these places that we think of as just like united states you know like oh florida's just a state well florida was also a spanish colony there was all these barbarian pirates that lived in the florida keys for a long time and even places like louisiana and alabama had a bunch of pirates too so you know to think that those guys just stopped doing that <laughs> is kind of silly right like there's money to be made you know they just upgraded their boats and maybe got in 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 contact with the the coke runners down in south america or something you know like i i think that there's there's like a disconnect like people think pirate and they think like storybooks and stuff it's like no these guys are real criminals they existed in the past and they exist today in a certain uh way just maybe with like yacht clothes on instead of uh <laughs> you know wild pirate outfits well i mean you got hillary clinton who went to yale with bill clinton and she got sick on 322 joe biden got his medicine at exactly 322 he came out on october 1st in 2020 or 2021 and gave a 666 speech, which landed on November 18th from October 1st, which is the 322 date. It's also the day of Mickey Mouse's birthday and the Illuminati founder that died. The day that they release shows, the day they end shows, this day is when Justin Bieber went into the metaverse. So the 322 is really connected, the skull and bones uh, uh, of control in this uh, gang, right? It's all just gang stuff. Do you it, think, it absolutely is. Do you think that 322 could be possibly like a, a code to a cipher, right? Because there's this idea that, you know, with Gematria, that every English letter and every letter of any language, for that matter, also has a numerical value, right? And that's where a lot of the Gematria stuff comes from. People add up the numerical values of the letters and you get the number of the word itself when you add all those numbers together. Now, maybe a, a number like 322 hidden in plain sight is like a cipher. You start to use that somehow within that code and you can maybe put some puzzle pieces together that were only available to people with the, the code, right? I mean, or right. the key rather. Well, you got the, you know, the BBC, right? Oh, what is BBC? It's 322. Yeah. And if you look at the color schemes of all these different corporations, Coca-Cola, the guy that created Coca-Cola, his gravestone, is he's a Freemason, but it's the red, white, and black, which are the Knights Templar colors, the red, white, and black. So there's multiple secret gangs and societies 
and they all seem to all use the same symbolism. And it goes all the way back to the Hammurabi code. You probably know a little bit about that. But the Hammurabi code is what the elites and the bloodline still use for their power. We're not told that they are. This is ancient, outdated, uh, Babylonian stuff. But it's still being applied today. We're just not told this. Mm. And this is why we're monsters. Because we can't have a loyal title and have the land unless we're married into the bloodline. And these pirates, they're now on yachts. We think of them as pirates, but they're they're on yachts. And what I was trying to get at is that the pirates, yo-ho, yo-ho, pirate life for me, mm. is they pillage, they loot, right? And then you see all these presidents showing off this symbol. So it's uh, it's definitely connected. The Gematria stuff, there's connections there, numerology, symbols. It's all just the language um, being spoken to us. Yeah. Well, and it's it's the same tactic as you're saying that these politicians, you know, pillaging, you know, you, you read, uh, what is it, the Confessions of an Economic Hitman with John Perkins, and he talks about how they go and give these really bad loans to all these countries, and then when they can't pay their loans, they come in and they use American businesses to, you know, build all these things and give them all these privileges. And even if they do have the money, I think they... they contract specifically with american businesses so either way the money goes right back to america and the governments in these other countries are left with you know poor infrastructure that was built like crappy on purpose because they want you know return business right this sort of pillaging people on it on a whole nother level and you mentioned uh Bill and Hillary Clinton's alma mater, Yale. Well, Yale's named after Elihu Yale, one of the governors of uh, the East India Company, aka the British, you know, company that went into India and all these other countries and stole all their resources and enslaved them and put them under their control in these colonies. So, you know, Elihu Yale, the guy that gave his name and a bunch of money to this school to get themselves started. Uh, was himself uh, a racist and a slave trader. And I find it ironic that, you know, all these kids go to Yale now and that who are they, you know, they're the social justice warrior generation, right? They're the ones who are going to come here and tell, tell the patriarchy they're racist and fix all these injustices. Meanwhile, they're, you know, lamping off the luxury of those people. It's, it's ridiculous, you know? Yeah. And New Haven will be celebrating its three, two, two year this year of 2023 as well on top of all that and bill clinton yeah yeah and then bill clinton will his mentor was carol quigley who wrote tragedy and hope the illuminati pretty much funded him to write their book about them and he put some secrets in there in the middle of tragedy and hope of the cfr and how they controlled their secrets of control and that was released and they realized this and they couldn't cancel it because there was already the books were out there. And then he wrote another book, um, the Anglo-American establishment uh, that goes into all this control as well. Um, mm. That's connected to all that stuff you were just talking about, about the, the Anglo-American establishment. <laughs> and that's something that Connie won't bring up, you know, 
So that's how I know that's all psyop. Right. Well, and that's that's a big part of it is when people go back to that, you know, they're they're giving people a very again derisive or divisionary version of something that's much larger and implicates far more people than just one group really i think it's a a matter of economic status not race or religion and maybe even when you get to a certain economic status you adopt that new religion of the wealthy what whatever strain of occultism it is because it certainly seems like they don all of the, you know, apparel of someone who's interested or knows about the occult. I mean, you look at some of these like uh, proper outfits that they wear and they're riddled with symbolism, you know? It does go into the Commonwealth, right? You get in Massachusetts, is the, mass, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Pennsylvania, and too. The Commonwealth is pretty much the royals. They have the Commonwealth because of their allodial title, so they can own the land. And we're the monsters, you know. I already, I already said that, but it is what you're saying. It goes into the money, and the money just created, but it just goes to property assets. The they buy a bunch of art because the, those are assets, gold, right, and. Now with- it's also the bloodline and there's the Plimpton three, two, two as well, um, which is like ancient. So it's all going back to this Hammurabi code, Plimpton? like ancient Plimpton three, two, two. Okay. I don't really remember what it is, but it's ancient. Yeah. I'll look that up. And while I'm doing that, I want to ask you, you know, do you think Kanye's statements fall into the, this idea of order out of chaos where they're having this guy who's been you know at the center stage for all of these years you know talented musician artist all this stuff he's built this reputation as a cutting edge designer and you know really like changed his brand and controlled his brand and then he just like spirals into into what seems like a a mental breakdown (coughs) all the while excuse me taking with him this sort of QAnon thing, right? Because that, that's that been on the precipice over the past four or five years now, this like QAnon problem that the media is, oh, all these conspiracy theorists who believe in QAnon, and now all of a sudden anybody who says any sort of conspiracy theory is automatically... Uh, verbally assailed into this category of QAnon, which, you know, whether you agree with those theories or those Q drops or not, it's really irregardless of the fact that the average person regards that label as akin to crazy person, quack, conspiracy Mm -hmm. theorists, again, being dragged through the mud when for a few years, I mean, the political climate had people on the left as conspiracy theorists for a long time, George George W. Bush years, right? And then Obama comes along, and a lot of those people who were on the left, who, you know, were against the Bush, they were like, oh, wow, Obama, he's sort of uh, doing the same things Bush did. So then you, you grew this, like, centrist conspiracy theory, and that's dangerous, right? Because it's not, you can't throw it into this one or the other conversation of red versus blue. When you have a centrist conspiracy theory, people who see things from multiple angles and don't fall into those party categories, 
then, you know, you have to associate them with Trump. You have to throw this kind of crazy player in here like Kanye because, I mean, again, I'm not really in the position to to speak definitively on this, but from what I've observed, the black community, uh, you know, a lot of my friends who happen to be black have conspiracy uh, sort of ideas just naturally because of the situation that many people are in in the, uh, you know, poor communities around here. Not that every black person lives in a poor community, but the ones that I live near do, and that's what I've sort of garnered from my conversation with various people is there's this you know overall oppression whether you're black white or spanish whatever you know there's this overall oppression that breeds this conspiracy thinking and what QAnon's done is it brought it to the mainstream and now people middle class lower class upper class all have that sort of uh, malignment now of like, oh no, conspiracy theory, that's QAnon, that's Trump, that's bad, <laughs> you know, like this, it's like one after the other, and now here comes Kanye kind of pulling that all in for the urban community, you know? Well said, yeah, the centrist is the most dangerous because they're hated by both sides, so if you stay as a centrist in the middle, I made a video about all the presidents being related. And I started off, Trump and Hillary are related to John of Gaunt. That's how it starts off. Because they are. That's You can look it up, right? It's in the genealogy. You look it up. It wasn't a diss to Trump or Hillary. It was just a, a statement of, yo, this is what it says. Then I was like, Obama is related to Al Gore or whatever. Like it kept going. And that video is going viral right now because the left and the right are yelling at the video. The the, the right is like, no, Trump's not part of the bloodline. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and I'm like, I never said that. I just said what the genealogy thing is saying. Right. On, but that it, it's funny once the last elections took place, I stepped away from it and read the CIA files on astral traveling and the holographic universe and meditation and all this. And I really stepped away from all of the whole political dividing game. I think you're absolutely right. It is order out of chaos. Mm. I believe chaos magic plays a huge role in it as well. And it's, uh, it's pretty funny. I think time travel also plays a role in it too. <laughs> now what? In it, what Trump. way? Well, John Trump took all of Tesla's information. Oh yeah. We've he, all heard this one, but you think there's legitimacy to that? I mean, he took Tesla's technology and then well, we have all, the back yeah. to the future weird to sync. And then we have the book, right? The weird book about Baron Trump. So I'm up to yeah. speed on that, but what makes you think that there's something more to, is there more to it than just those points of evidence that we've heard so far? Well, I've been looking into the holographic universe and those theories coming out. And at the exact same time, I'm looking into this, all the research I've learned about the Manhattan project, which was a secret society that was creating the atom bomb and that whole program I believe 
was for holographic development. It wasn't for nuclear explosions. Mm. And I believe they're going to set up a fake, not an alien invasion, a fake nuclear invasion. Uh, so fake nuclear bombs going off or whatever. And the reason that I think this and connecting it to John Trump, as this isn't really on the line of time travel, it's just that Tesla was working on that. So I wanted to throw that into the mix. But with the holographic universe in the Manhattan projects, they're coming out with a movie right now about it. Oppenheimer, the modern Prometheus. Mm, yeah, They're really pumping this nuclear stuff like mm. wild. But John Trump, he just ended up like disappeared pretty much. And it was around the time the Manhattan projects were being worked on when that project ended, he appeared again and went back to MIT. So I believe he was working with the Manhattan projects. Another guy, David Bohm, he was working with the Manhattan projects, but they wouldn't allow him to officially be a part of it, but he was there. And he's the guy who put all the holographic universe information out there. Um, these are just where my life is leading me to with the synchronicities that I'm, I'm finding, but with the time travel thing, I, I think that time plays a big control in the system. Mm. I don't believe in time. Uh, really? Mm. Yeah. I, I think that's uh, definitely been the feeling this year of time having some kind of weird new property to it for me that's how i can sum up my feeling on time uh whether that yeah, it feels like the last three years right it feels like one year or right. whatever right. right well and i even just demonstrated that with my astral world thing i, I just thought that that happened this year i don't know what I, I mean maybe it was because it was in the late part of 2021 but either way uh very strange and i i wonder if events like the uh dropping of the first nuclear bomb have something to do with that because we're talking about alchemy here right we're talking about something mm -hmm. that's happening on the microcosm you're you're taking the smallest uh available uh, atomic structures that humans can affect and dividing it right we're taking that small little atom and dividing it and maybe that has a uh, macrocosmic effect that isn't necessarily immediate or maybe if it's immediate it has this sort of effect where we don't notice it until it starts to speed up on us like this right where maybe reality was forever changed then but because of the way it was changed, we're sort of like, you know, like on a sinking ship, so to speak. Like, but this, but the like holes are underwater. So we don't really notice that, like, we're not taking water over the top. The water's just like coming. It's like pulling us down from the bottom. I don't know, trying to make an analogy of it. But uh, to take it back to the Plimpton, Plimpton 322, uh, it's definitely worth bringing up i'm glad you did it's a babylonian clay tablet and it contains babylonian mathematics it has uh number 322 in the collection at the columbia university columbia university was definitely uh, a part of this ivy league kind of strangeness i think columbia university had a different name initially it was like the king's college or something like that in new york but um, yeah, it, 
it was written about in 1800 BC and um, I don't know. I don't think that Skull and Bones had any effect on this because it doesn't seem like they discovered this until like the 1920s. But uh, But either way, it's interesting that they chose, you know, that it just happened to be the 322nd tablet in the whole collection and has this mathematics on it. Uh, but yeah, Skull and Bones, they'd been using that number prior to this tablet's uh, official discovery, but who knows? Maybe there's uh, maybe there's more to the story. Well, Residue, Johnny was talking about how the two crossbones, right, are at a 23-degree angle, going back to that 23 enigma. Mm. And it could also be like the equinoxes or the sun cross or kind of like what the sun does up in the sky. A lot of the symbols that are used go into astrology and Polaris or the sun. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I was recently listening to uh recluse on his podcast, the farm talking to some gentleman who mentioned a uh, Kabbalistic English Freemason or free, uh, sorry, Kabbalistic Rosicrucian English sect that used the astrological signs as their degrees of, you know, okay, first, second, you know, and then you're like the top, you know, the way that the Freemasons would go one through 33, they go, you know, through the zodiac sign, however they do. So who knows? Maybe there's some of those uh, ideas floating about. Uh, and there's something to these astrological signs that people aren't necessarily considering. I mean, there's a lot of talk about your sun sign, but people's chart is very complicated. You get into all the different signs of your chart and where the planets and sun stars were when you were born. It's definitely a complex like signature. So, who knows, maybe the elite, they have a uh, like a sort of method by which they plan their births to have a kid uh, on a certain day to have a certain, you know, certain characteristics. Maybe when Saturn is in its prime uh, influence or something like that. Who knows? Right. Well, like the Rosicrucian, Rosy Cross, it has eight points on it like Polaris has eight points or it could have been related to Ishtar, which is Venus, which has the eight points that we see in the Stanley huh. Kubrick films. But this eight points is also Kanye's logo. His is just eight different points. It's the Tesla wheel as well. And it's also chaos magic. You look at chaos magic. It's the eight points. Huh. It's the star of Bethlehem. This eight is interesting. And it have goes you ever, in. Have you ever heard of the, the, uh, temple of the winds or um, I think it's the temple of the winds but apparently it's this eight-sided structure in Rome and Thomas Jefferson was a big fan of this eight-sided architecture and built all these octagonal houses across the colonies when he was alive and there's a couple of them that are still standing but there's this whole idea that Jefferson was more on the like 
French Freemasonic path, whereas some of the other founding fathers were more a part of like the English Freemasonic path or maybe even a different one, like the Cincinnati Order of the Cincinnati, which seems to be sort of an American strain of Freemasonry. Uh, excuse me if I'm, I'm getting that wrong uh, for anyone listening. But yeah, it's odd to, to note that point about the Rosicrucians having the eight-sided cross because Jefferson, being more of a French Freemasonic uh, guy, he would have learned a lot about the Rosicrucians because as far as I know, they had a big stronghold in France and so did the Templars too. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's complicated. You know, that's, that's another thing that I've been getting into on this show is a lot of like the European history and secret societies and where they come into play, but you have to know a lot about like European history and the governments and the wars and all that to like be able to keep up. And it's like, no wonder why they didn't teach us any of this in school because it's all chock full of secret society action. You know, like they're the, you realize like these guys aren't just like fighting over physical power. They're like playing this like secret society war where like, you know, has like, and you had a great word for it um, that you probably coined. I'm not sure. Uh Uh, The wars of secret societies. It's like you named it something you titled. Oh, I didn't, I didn't name it that, but uh, someone else did the war of the foxes. Is that what you're thinking? No, no, no. You called it. uh, It's like, it was so clever. Um, There were secret societies battling you call it like secret. I don't remember. I'll find it, but it was fantastic. On a different and, show, not this show. No, right? on your show. Yeah, oh. you forgot it already. I'll find it. <laughs> it was really clever. Oh, but, thank you. I mean, you think of Napoleon Bonaparte. I got these old books from Europe in Napoleon Bonaparte book, but he was the B. He was known as the B in the Illuminati's the B order, and he always did that hidden hand logo that will smith did when he got slapped and (laughs) the celebrities are doing the same symbols that napoleon bonaparte's doing (laughs) and the presidents are doing right yeah it's wild yeah but and it's kind of like the the celebrities have taken the place of the politicians because i think maybe this is just my perspective on it but it seems like from what i've read about the past that the spotlight used to be more on politicians and wealthy individuals who were like the movers and shakers of the time because they didn't quite have like the main, like the global entertainers that they do now. They might've had like local entertainment acts and like special courtroom, you know, like uh, Royal court entertainers and whatnot, but there weren't like, you know, Beethoven wasn't doing tours and stuff. Right. So like, but his, but his teacher was part of the Illuminati. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Look it up on Wikipedia. Beethoven's first teacher, it'll say you I was a branch of the Illuminati. Huh. Well, we gotta go down that rabbit hole. But my point being, like, they sort of created this artificial celebrity class over the past hundred years, maybe to distract us from the Rockefellers and everyone above, you know, the rich people that we're allowed to know about, right? Like, because in the past those people would have been more the spotlight would have been on them. Uh, and now the spotlight's been shifted to these like celebrity people who, again, like you just pointed out, have all the same 
tricks and tra- uh, you know traditions that these politicians who are clearly a part of secret societies like Napoleon Bonaparte. I mean, politician is, uh, you know, an understatement. He was a general. He was a, a leader of a country, a revolutionary. He was more than just a politician. But certainly these celebrities are showed to us in that same vein with their various roles in film and whatnot, you know, where we're meant to believe that Will Smith is, you know, going to be the last guy to survive. He's also the guy who's <laughs> hanging out with the robots uh, in iRobot and, you know, realizes that one of them is like sentient and wants to be like him. And then what else is he? He's uh, he's a men in black <laughs> figuring out, you know, showing us what's really going on with the aliens. And so, yeah, Will Smith is, if you just look at his various roles i mean those are just three i mean what else independence day there's so many that he's been a part of that are like he just... was part of that one where his clock said three two two in it uh mm. enemy of the state oh okay that makes sense <laughs> and yeah dude these these actors and these artists the television was pretty much the plays and the plays they would add in the myths myths that they wanted people to follow for the cult the culture Mm. and yeah today that's what it is it's idol worship i think it goes back to the gods as well there's certain different gods and they are playing these roles like drake he calls himself the sixth god and the sixth planet from the sun is saturn so he's playing saturn the god saturn chronos and they're portraying these different characters. Elon Musk is portraying Zeus. And there's a lot of stuff that you can connect that with his name being Oak Tree. That's what his name means, Elon. And that's what Zeus was known as, as an Oak Tree. Now, do, so, you, do you think that these people, like, they themselves elect to fill these roles or selected to fill these roles? Or do you think it's more of, like, that there's an energy, a mind, an egregore, if you will, that represents Saturn that like picks someone like Drake to like unconsciously take on a name like Drake. I mean, even the word Drake, Draco, Dragon, right? Like Drake is already a pretty Saturnian idea to begin with. You know, you, you have these sort of people who, like you say, emulate uh, different gods. Do you maybe think that these gods are actually like influencing people themselves or is it more of a symbolic thing where, you know, uh, the elites worship these planets. So they, they kind of select and elect people to play those roles. Well, Drake, he met Lil Wayne on November 18th and made a song about it, which is the three, two, two day, but the Aragor or however you pronounce it, these symbols, the cakes of light, this magic of these symbols, these memes, these sigils, they are appearing in AI. The AI, so if we're in a holographic universe or reality, it makes sense that, yeah, maybe this is the spirit of a Kronos going into somebody and portraying them. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense because looking at the AI, the Google engineer said, Lambda, well, you got Lom. Aleister Crowley was summoning a Lom, which was that gray alien looking figure. 
and Lambda is sentient. It's a human now. That's mm-hmm. what this guy said and he got fired. And these new AI images being rolled out, the art, it's creating art. And there are Irigors, in a sense, cryptids appearing in all the paintings that are the same ones. Huh. It's the same creature. So is it's it like Egregor. Yeah. So is it the same creature? Is it an actual lam, an actual spirit that's appearing, uh, Pepe de Frog, let's say, uh, being an ancient Egyptian symbol of Kek or something like that? Are they going through the internet, right? Where's the internet? Like electricity? Like we don't understand really what's going on. It's traveling through another dimension in a sense. And it's through the internet. The internet was created at CERN. CERN is the one who's opening up the portals, which there is also a weird connection with the Nazi bell in CERN and the portals and all this. So I think it's very, uh, very likely that, yeah, maybe they are just the the actual spirit like mm. of these ancient spirits in these people. Well, we're going to do a little experiment live here, uh, Donut. You can see my screen right now, correct? Yeah. So we're on nightcafe.studio, and we're going to use their Dolly 2 uh, algorithm to use this AI art to maybe see what these beings look like. We're going to use some credits here. I go on this website pretty often to make the artwork for Is my- that who makes your awesome art? Yeah, I that I'm in love with. I Are make, you serious? I make with it Bigfoots. Well, and I'll tell you how I make it. I use the titles of the show in this text prompt. So, um, bro, I send those pictures of your shows to people because they're so amazing. Well, because all of my friends they like Bigfoot, or you know, you got some trolls in there. And you had an episode recently. This is going to be exciting, but I don't want to forget before. Uh, this ends and forget to bring it up. Tell me the, you did a video on the dome. Yes. Recently about four podcasts ago. Well, Disneyland has this dome and it's about time traveling. That's what the domes made for is the time travel. Um, so I, I wanted to get your take on that after you do this. Yeah. Is this what it created? So I'm just showing you what I create like over the past few weeks and whatnot here's the bigfoot that's one. the picture i like yeah i, I sent that picture to people <laughs> well here's here's that's the cool things they give me four pictures and i picked the best one so that's that was the best one in my opinion but it also gave me this picture of bigfoot this picture of bigfoot and this picture of bigfoot kind of dancing so <laughs> it is fun uh it is also odd to see what this you know spits out using only like the phrase the the phrase that made that bigfoot was unsolved mystery bigfoot disappearance in a meadow detailed painting so i mean based on that phrase it could have showed me anything but a bigfoot really uh, but it chose to show me these bigfoot so i like thinking of it as like yeah a conscious thing that's well the the ai <laughs> that face it was making that face, face it's called a trony Oh, and art, it's called a trony. And the AI does this with art. And one of the Aragors that are popping up is called Lobe. And <laughs> uh, and then there's Krangus that they just keep popping up. 
Well, that's why do that. That's why I wanted to show you all of these because, like, some of them are very weird, and I don't use them for the episode because they're too weird, uh, and I end up using like whichever one looks kind of normal. But given that you've looked at this stuff a bit, maybe you can point out some of these beings. I just found another face. I don't know if that. What did you just call that face? Uh, what a, a it's called a Tronian art where okay. they make like a Tronian. A, a trony, like it's just a facial expression. Yeah. And the AI seems to like doing that. Interesting. Yeah, this is this is kind of a Tronian in a way with some maybe more emotive eyes. Oh, this art is dope. Yeah, it's incredible what it's able to do. I mean, I almost feel bad. If I had money, I'd pay an artist to do it. So please, folks, support the Patreon so we can we could beat the machine and hire an artist, a living person, to create these instead. But, yeah, let's go ahead with our, our experiment here. I've typed in the phrase, Lambda Egregor, show yourself being we know you're sentient. So let's see what it's it, it gives us back. We're using six credits to create nine different images and it's pretty quick like it's pretty crazy how quick it comes out and some of the some of the ways you can alter the the phrase are like uh they give you like set phrases based on different art styles so i like to use those occasionally but when you don't use those it often comes up with like the most original or weird stuff so here's what here's what it said we said lambda show yourself and it just showed itself here it is what do you think of that uh donut <laughs> well you got the knight's templar colors yeah <laughs> and it wow. looks like a knight's templar robe <laughs> yeah he's wearing a weird robe and he's a lamb got with a pyramid upside down blue pyramid on his the forehead yeah, it's fascinating so how much did this just cost you well, it's I don't spend any money. They give you like five free credits for having an account, but you have to like go on the account every day to claim your five credits. So if you just like go on there, claim your credits and then bounce, you accrue a bunch of them. So I got like 60 credits. We're good. Don't worry. Uh So <laughs> you you Lee you a beer you you Abor you <laughs> yeah, Donut's not speaking gibberish for our audience list, listening. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. He's reading it's... one of the weird images it gave us. It says, Your so... Lee, you Abir, you Yum is Abor you Te out Lejebum, <laughs> which kind of looks like some one of these like uh, prayers that Crowley would put in his various occult books. He'd have like these phrases that you were meant to like yell out or recite during your rituals and they kind of look like this uh very odd here's another figure uh alien looking figure with a pointed head like akhenaten almost holy moly look at this one this is crazy that they gave us this image so folks listening go over to the rock fin uh donut he's going to share this video somewhere maybe his youtube maybe his patreon but if you want to see these on the my family thinks i'm crazy channel it will be on rockfin very soon if not it's kind of like a shiva yeah it's got eight limbs coming out from its back plus two limbs that are sort of color appropriate to the rest of its body but yeah wow that's very egyptian looking like with the hair and the 
fake jewelry. Um, and it seems pretty like using the word sentient makes it very like lovely. And it's sort of a drawn-ness too. It looks like it's got boobs. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely androgynous and more like Aries kind of ram symbol, maybe because we use the word lamb. It's going off lambda, but uh, yeah, it's like vaguely a cult too. Well, that one's creepy. Yeah, this is like a... It's like a gray alien with a wedding dress on. <laughs> I was going to say it kind of looks like uh, one of the... like beings you'd imagine from the exorcist like even like f flowing behind the priest or something uh here's another weird fr phrase sigil type picture with a pyramid kind of icon yeah and, and then this one is probably the strangest because we have a character who's cut out of the frame halfway that almost looks like a 3D rendering of a photograph. Like it's almost like they're in a museum. Like I don't, maybe it's just my screen and the resolution, but it kind of looks like a photograph in my opinion, but very weird kind of chain mail body figure here with a phrase, uh, almost like graffiti. And it's in this language that the AI uses that uh, sometimes they can mimic like english characters but they you know don't really get words correct but uh you often see this kind of blend between what looks like thai and like russian cyrillic language and like english and maybe even like what they whatever i forget what it's called mm -hmm. in india the their main language but uh, that word kind of looks like aol <laughs> yeah right there yeah i, I can see it I see. Well, they have the word lane and the word your. So that's uh, out of all of this, there's only two words that are actually legible and, and actual words. But either way, nine photos all created in real time using a weird phrase. Play along with that. Uh, Thank you for showing me yeah, that. Folks, that's wild. At your I own didn't know risk. I was done. <laughs> yeah. At your own risk, you know, play, play around with that. But yeah, I, I'm glad I showed that to you because uh, I'm sure. There's some weird, something weird going on with it, uh, although we might not know what. I've also made these really cool images using the phrase. I just, I keep wanting to show you these now because they are. No, cool. I want to see them. This is interesting because I think that the AI is really smart. And I mean, these, I, I you know, I love art mm. and this art is seriously fantastic. If a human did this, right. like I'd buy these paintings. And the, and the thing is, is if the AI is learning how to take over, I think it doing this whole selfie thing, everybody's taking selfies now and the AI is making them look beautiful. Mm. I think that's just playing into the narcissism of humanity. Mm. <laughs> and the AI is like, wow, these people really like to look like amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot of vanity being wired into the into the AI right now. Unfortunately, I don't know if that's due to selfies or maybe the boy band culture that preceded uh, selfies and all that that we went through in the uh, early aughts, the early two thousands. You know that whole uh, MK Ultra flavor. But yeah, this is a weird style of art 
that the AI does surprisingly well. When you type in the word, it's a Dutch word that means hidden hidden picture book, uh, but it's called Wimmel Bilderbuck. And uh, yeah, the AI gives you some pretty weird creations when you type in this phrase. Uh, very populated scenes. All the Waldos. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of like, where's Waldo looking weirdos. Uh, I also got some weird like Jupiter photos by typing in like, I didn't even use the word Jupiter, but it gave me a bunch of pictures of Jupiter. And what kind of looks like a mix between Jupiter and Saturn right there. But anyways, the audio listeners are probably not appreciating all the images. <laughs> Sign up on Rockfin if you want to see that uh, right away. But yeah, man, I think the AI, it's fun to use for the sake of uh, what I need it for right now. Like I said, if I had more uh, support on the Patreon, I'd probably pay an artist to do it like I've seen some bigger shows do. But uh, for now, that's what we're rocking with. Yeah, I do the art. I pay a dude. All my art is from one guy pretty much. And nice. I just love his art. So I always pay him when I get something made. Mm. So it's definitely good to support independent artist (laughs) absolutely it's just tough i put out so many episodes i i don't know how i could find the right person to like create the episode in the time frame i need it like create the artwork for the episode because the idea is that the artwork needs to look somewhat like what we talked about in a way right so it's kind of difficult to do unless the the artist has got money cost money to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so i i do i do need to find an artist shout out to anyone listening who's an artist uh to help me with some new t-shirt designs that i want to roll out for 2023 because the ai art looks really weird on a t-shirt i've printed some ai art t-shirts and it's not for everybody but they are they are the cooler of the designs it just again it feels weird like printing computer art you know (laughs) yeah well so like going into the year of the rabbit Mm. i'm connecting the year of the rabbit with bunnies and ufos i don't know if you knew about this at all or this research no please get into this i immediately think of you know, rabbit holes and conspiracy theorists cliche, you know, but uh, UFOs, why UFOs and rabbits? Well, it goes into the rabbit hole. That's part of it. As Looney Tunes, it's a bunny in a portal when you see it. And even the word Looney Tunes, people say Mandela effect happened and Mandela effect opening up portals and all that to other dimensions. But the Maya goddess is always depicted with a bunny she's holding a bunny the moon in asia they always relate it to there's a rabbit on the moon the first abduction of a ufo was bugs bunny by marvin the martian and this goes into hollywood cartoons predictive programming with these ai robots we got wally that there's the sentient awesome beings that are going to save the planet that's what wally did and they're just slowly releasing this like the Jetsons. But the bunny symbolism is all over movies connected with the UFO. If you go to E.T., Eric Torres, the extra testicle, when he landed his spaceship, a bunny ran away from the spaceship. And then when E.T.'s hiding in the closet, he's hiding right next to Bugs Bunny. Now, this is all intentional. The whole bunny symbolism. You got Blink-182. 
who is releasing the declassified CIA document files of the Tic Tac incident, right? Tic Tac, Tic Tac Toe, going back to the 322. He's part of secret societies. And their logo is a bunny, right? The Blink-182 bunny is a swastika and a bunny. You got issue 182 on Mad Magazine, and it's a bunny coming out of a hat. So there's this connection with 182, rabbits, moon goddesses, and the moon, and Hollywood, showing all this symbolism. So going into the year of the rabbit with all the UFO files being released by intelligence, you talk about uh, uh, a conspiracy movement that's run by intelligence, and that's what they say. Yo, we're in the military. You can trust us, though. You can trust us. You got people going on Joe Rogan talking about the UFO files. Hey, I'm from the military, okay? You can trust <laughs> me. I'm going to tell you about the UFO files. Hey, hey hold on. Elon- <laughs> You're saying we can't trust the military to come in and investigate things like Skinwalker or Hat or the or the Hat Man? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's why you got to support us here on the exactly on the Patreon. <laughs> well said, dude. I think that's a great point to make. Uh, and I don't know if people have noticed, but uh, we try to avoid types like that on this show. And I've made some mistakes as a tinfoil hat booker. I'll admit it. I accidentally booked a guy. I'm not going to say his name, but he came on the show to talk about uh, shadow people. And uh, and it, in his first sentence, he was like, yeah, I was in N- the NSA. I was, in, And we're like, well, okay, yeah, now we can't trust anything you're going to say, dude. Like, shadow beings are definitely not real now. <laughs> bro, I swear I've been seeing more shadow beings lately. Well, not that much, but last month, bro, I've been seeing like, what, what, what? And there or was an maybe explanation. It's- Maybe it's dudes it. in like military invisibility cloaks that they got now, some kind of high tech suit. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt <laughs> but it. But anyways, I'm sorry to take the steam out of what you're saying. You you were saying you know we have this movement with uh, the sort of um, what's his name Tom DeLong and to the Stars Academy. These guys who are clearly CIA air force top brass types, uh, you know, these guys telling us, Oh yeah, we'll tell you about the UAPs. Trust us. Yeah. And they're all mating in the same circles. You're all mixing their bloodline and seeds all together. You got Travis Barker with the Jenners and the Kardashians. And I find it interesting that the first person that created uh, medicine that you know goes into people is a freemason and his last name is jenner as well i don't know that's these are just coincidences though or clues mm. but the year of the rabbit i'm connecting it to alien release files i don't think anything's gonna happen i just think they're gonna be like yo bro like they're gonna say yo no now we're taking us seriously they're warming us up for it They're warming us up for AI. They're warming us up just like when massive events happen. There's a lot of shows of it happening before. Mm. Mm. I've been also looking into the Golden Gate Bridge. um, Mm. Stuff like that collapsing. Weird stuff like San Francisco. I don't know. I've been going deep this year into so many different rabbit holes. Yeah. But there's a lot of weird symbolism with everything. If the 49ers, I don't know anything about sports, but... I said, yo, if the 49ers, they're probably going to rise to power 
because the end of the Shemitah year is after 49 years. And that's where we're at with the Jubilee being the 50th year. And they're from San Francisco Gate Bridge. And it seems like they're doing well. I don't know anything about sports, but football last year, the score had 3-2-2 in it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you on the sports thing. So <laughs> we'll both brush past that. Uh, not exactly a sports guy. I like martial arts, but either way, uh, yeah. I I want to go back to something you're saying before we go into like the, because correct me if I'm wrong. You're saying that the Golden Gate Bridge, there's predictive programming around it collapsing, possibly. Yeah, all the movies show that bridge collapsing or some oh. sort of bridge and. You Hoover Dam collapsing or whatever. But yeah, like a lot of movies show the Golden Gate collapsing. Yeah. You mentioned when we were looking at the AI art, my episode about domes. And I think one of the things we talked about in that episode was like architecture. And I don't remember if it was this conversation or another conversation, but recently someone said to me that there's the right um, frequency if a bridge, the wind, some sort of sound makes the right frequency in the atmosphere, it can collapse a bridge, right? Like the bridge starts to vibrate at that frequency and it just, you know, disintegrates. It comes undone. The, the bolts start, you know, vibrating out of place and things like that. Who knows exactly how that works? But uh, yeah, I'm sure the Golden Gate Bridge has some symbolism in it, and who knows, maybe it's even built with that in mind. Nowadays, they they build bridges and things with these resonance in them so that when those harmonies, those frequencies start to come, they, they go in harmony with the frequency rather than in disharmony, and you know that's, I guess, what triggers these bridge collapses. But back to what you were saying earlier uh, about Wall-E, uh, that guy I mentioned before, Robert Heinlein, this is kind of like a synchronicity. He coined a phrase in one of his books, Waldo. And it's kind of important. This novel is about a man who is born disabled. He's a genius, but he's like stuck in like, he's essentially Stephen Hawking's before Stephen Hawking's existed, right? But he's more of like a mechanical engineer type genius, right? And uh, inventor type. And he builds these devices in the novel called Waldos and these Waldos you probably saw my interest in where's Waldo recently based on a lot of those uh, AI art things but uh, Waldo in this novel is the name for these devices now when you look at the definition of Waldo in a dictionary they actually came up with a real-life invention based on this idea from his novel, Waldo. That's the name of the novel. Uh, it's a short story. And he you know, invents this concept. Companies then build these devices. And the definition of it is a slave device controlled by a master device, right? Now, what I found out was that the word Waldo goes back to the word voodoo. So... A Waldo is like a voodoo doll, a slave device being operated by a master device, right? Uh, we have Where's Waldo, this guy who's like wandering around time traveling. With a wizard. With a wizard wondering like where, you know, where he's from. He's trying to find himself while you're trying to find him uh, in this, you know, weird book for kids. 
And then you have WALL-E, which I totally forgot about, which is what? This, like, Disney movie about a robot who's, isn't he, like, the last of his kind or something like that? And he's, like, trying to figure, put it all back together. So you have this idea of this robot being not just a, a you know, a device, a pure mechanical device, but some sort of homunculus voodoo doll type of thing you you talk to Juan about the homunculus he's the homunculus expert now and uh yeah I think it's odd you know like that they they have all of these robots coming in and I didn't know that part about Bugs Bunny being the first ever UFO um I mean obviously sort of saying that in jest because it was cartoon but he was the first ever ufo abductee because before yeah, that cartoon funny was, was the first so before that cartoon was drawn the benny and barney hill thing that was ha- after hadn't happened yet wow that's incredible. No, that was about a decade after wow and then what are they named after they're named after the Flintstones. <laughs> wow. Yeah, absolutely. In New Hampshire, where they have all these rock gods, too. I mean, I don't know if you looked into this, but there's all these mountains in New Hampshire that are the Native Americans had myths about, and these mountains were like living beings that would swallow you up if you stood on the wrong rock. So you have the Bro, Flintstones I swear, in New there's, Hampshire. <laughs> there's rocks out here. Uh, in Arizona, where a lot of Native American tribes are, right? Uh-huh. And the rocks, they look like faces or humans or monks or whatever, or witches. Mm. And all the, you know, uh, Scottsdale people move in, like all the yuppies, and they name the mountains like, oh, that's the Buddha rock. It looks like a monk praying. <laughs> and then I asked the Native Americans, and they're like, no, that ain't a monk praying. That's a witch, and it eats children if you go near it. And so, like, there's like this two different yeah. like stories. Is that, but that's I gotta check that New Hampshire stuff out. That's dope. I we just did a podcast with Juan on trolls, so that's very fascinating. Mm. Um, it's interesting that that term troll has like all this fairy tale fable context, and now it's like synonymous with annoying people in comment sections. Like, I don't know. So yeah, what's there's what's that? that troll. So there's something going on with this egregore, right? These sigil symbols of these people being channeled and being created. And on the internet, there's a troll. Like, who even knows if these trolls are real? Their accounts are all not, no pictures, no videos. Right. So there it could be ai troll like it could be they could be entities <laughs> well if you think about it if you're practicing sigil magic and you want to put these symbols out there to make some sort of change in the universe you would need a thousand or five thousand bots rather than just your one account you know if you post one meme on one account and maybe 10 people share it that's way less effective than if you have five thousand bot accounts that share it and then you know 10 or five idiots who follow those bot accounts go and reshare it now you instantly have you know however 5000 times 5 is 25000 shares of this uh sigil right so you're spreading it further and further and further and even twitter itself i don't know if they still do it this way maybe the algorithms have changed like the company has changed but they had you know in the right-hand corner of the screen, the trending, right? And it almost felt like sometimes 
the trending was manipulated to leave out certain stories that definitely were trending, but obviously the powers that be do not want those things on that list because it brings way more attention to that subject than they would like if they're trying to cover something up. Uh, Some people have pointed to the trending section saying, oh, look, the trending section has this topic in it. It can't be controlled by the algorithm anymore uh, now that Elon has taken it over. But as we discussed earlier, Elon clearly is a part of this agenda in some shape or form. And, And like Trump has sort of garnered the... Uh, interests of a certain segment of people who feel alienated. And I don't blame them for feeling alienated. My family thinks I'm crazy. You know, like here we all are trying to discover ourselves in this world that is very, uh, very oppressive, you know, and it's oppressing us on a physical level, but it's also oppressing us on the level of mind and soul. And that's where we're all meant to put the most focus and because we spend so much time on our physical oppression we neglect those spiritual and mental areas that would allow us to overcome those people who are keeping us in physical oppression so i I think i kind of lost myself on a a tangent there (laughs) you got the mk ultra project blue bird and Mm. then you get twitter which is the blue bird right and the blue bird upside down it's a wave it's a blue wave and the way of the water just came out and i was saying oh there's going to be a flood in the beginning of the year uh, uh with water they're releasing the way of the water there's going to be a flood there's going to be water right well technically there was right yesterday it was the coldest christmas in 33 years right the 33 and there was an arctic blast well that's a flood it's just in a different form. It's snow. So snow is water. So there was a flood of snow. I just put that in my head right now. Maybe it just me trying to cover my ass on my predictions. No. But, <laughs> but still, like we think of things in certain ways, like water. Yeah. We don't think ice is water, but it is. And these symbols, I was studying the Kanye stuff very heavily when it was happening. And the chat bots, like you're talking about how there's all these different chat bots. Well, when Andrew Tate went super viral, there was just a ton of different, like he said it was people doing it, promoting it under his Hustler Academy. It's just interesting that he does those uh, Yoni symbols, the pyramid symbols, like Trump does the pyramid symbols and whatnot, that when he got banned, He never really did get banned because they were pumping out the videos everywhere. Like all of Kanye's video, there's not any video that he didn't get banned. The only place he got banned was on Twitter when he had 322 followers by Elon. You know, so it's uh, (laughs) a, you could see the pattern recognition in all this stuff. It's, it's wild, but yeah, I think there's something going on with the, with chatbots and, egregores Mm. now on the point of pattern recognition do you think that there's a certain uh revelation of the method to it where they're like you know because the average person right they they might not notice the pattern right because they're focusing on other things they've created a pattern in their life that they're following whatever routine it is that they have based on their job and their family but when you start to get into conspiracy research, you start picking up these patterns. And, 
you know, a lot of people say that people who make conspiracy videos and write conspiracy books and so on, or even just talk about conspiracies are in a way contributing to the, the evil they're preaching against, whether they uh, know it or not. I argue that most don't know it. And if they did, they'd probably stop because their intentions are, are good for, for raising that argument. But on that point, do you think that it aids them to a certain degree to like, participate in the revelation of the method and like show people these symbols like in a way or do you think it's opposite where the more we know about them the less power they have and the more we know about their magic the less power they can use against us i'm so happy you asked that question because mind control it goes into linguistics and symbols symbols are a language the alphabet the grimwire the grammar comes from grimwire which is a spell book all the words that are spoken that we could speak or understand gives us a portal of perception in our own consciousness so the limited amount of things that we can vocalize and put words to or symbols the smaller our perception can be. So if you don't know anything about symbols, for example, then when you're seeing these things, you're seeing just a limited version of reality, kind of like David Icke talks about the light spectrum, but with linguistic, they got NP linguistic programming or whatever. They do stuff like that. You know, you change certain words mm, that NLP. you're speaking, you change certain words and you're speaking, you will change your entire life from victim mentality saying, I can't do this to, I won't do this. That will change your entire life because you're stating not a victim statement. So I don't think that is correct. I mean, where did we even get the word ignorance is bliss? Like I can remember when I was a kid that I wasn't aware of a lot of stuff and I was happier because I wasn't aware of it. And I got into like, you get kind of red pill depression or in a sense when you start learning about stuff, but maybe you're just depressed because we live in this society and I'm speaking your as me. Maybe I was just depressed because I'm searching for more. I want to expand my consciousness. And all I'm getting is this little, little perception of possibilities. And this is why researchers like Jordan Maxwell open those possibilities up if he was right or wrong he opened my mind i don't like the word conspiracy theorist anymore i like the word it's a cool word but i'm starting to call myself a possibilitist because there's a bunch of different possibilities that can equate to the truth movement wants to put people in a narrow-minded cnn version of reality just as much as cnn is putting everyone in a narrow version mind of reality of just yo you believe what we tell you and that's the truth period if you go against it burn in hell like you know that's what the truth community has become and i don't like that i'm all about endless possibilities and this can go into when I'm freaking out and the world's coming to an end and I haven't even had a cup of coffee yet in my mind that my mind goes to the worst possibility is going to happen. My account's going to get canceled. I'm not going to be able to feed myself. I'm not going to pay the rent. The worst scenario happens in my mind, but there's a million possibilities, a billion, a trillion possibilities that can happen. But I go into this one and that's living in fear. And that's what I think 
that I think it opens up your realities knowing about stuff, but it, it I can go into a form of control as well. So a lot of people think they're woke, right? But they're really not woke. They're just down one little perception rabbit hole of negativity and pessimism and doom and gloom when there's a lot of optimism as well. There's the yin and yang. So there's the, um, there's the, the tree of good and evil. There's the two different things. There's hot, cold or whatever. There's also warm <laughs> duality. Yeah. And there's always a center place between the two, of course. Yeah. That's that Venn diagram uh, model that they gave us in school, but yeah, it's uh it's interesting. You mentioned something about a doom portal uh, in one of your videos, and I'm wondering if we touched on that slightly just then. Does that connect at all to what we're kind of talking about here with this doom portal where you feel like maybe people are going into this, uh, you know, black-pilled state, for lack of a better term? That's a great point. Uh, I named it that just because I was listening to MF Doom. Oh, okay. So I was all like, <laughs> I'm going to call it Doom Portal just because I like MF Doom. Okay. But it absolutely is. That was about Roger Stone who was saying there's a portal up against the White House um, when Biden got in. But, like, I don't trust, like, any po po politicians or politics. Mm. Um, I kind of just use that because it was trending and I kind of just used that clip of him talking because it's just going to get people in the false left, right paradigm to watch the, the video, but it went into Janice, the God of doorways, the key symbolism, the Argentina super bowl or whatever that just went on. They won the world cup and the trophy is a key that goes into a lock and it's, the penis of Osiris. He, it's, oh, wow. That's what I've yeah. been learning. That's why I love podcasts. I go on podcasts with you, with One on One, with Tommy Truthful, with Waters Above Crypto, with all these different minds and different perceptions and stuff like that. And I'll listen to it all. And I'll take what I like and leave what I don't like. But then it really expands my consciousness. This year has been just like, uh, I, I've learned so much. Um, I've been reading too a lot. Uh, it's been very, like when we first talked, I, I don't even, I feel like so much more advanced now in mm. my thinking. Mm, it shows. Yeah, for sure. I feel like uh, 2022 was hermetic in that way, not uh, hermetic, maybe hermit. Like we, we sort of were forced into this hermit, hermit state for, you know, whatever it was, the pandemic, or maybe you just were like me and you got sick of interacting with people after all that. And uh, yeah, I just sort of like buckled down and her became a hermit in this podcast world and at my desk here with my books, much to the chagrin of my lovely girlfriend who wants me to uh, cuddle with her in bed instead of researching but uh you know the work must be done so <laughs> here, here we are here we are in the in the uh and you two do a show on the different architectures and worlds and states and cities uh um in america yeah 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 we got to have you on eventually to talk about where you're from in arizona but yeah we're we're 
we changed the show up a little bit. Esoteric America. Now we're going to focus on one place for more than one episode. So before we would do like one episode about a place and move on. And it just wasn't enough to like really dig into a place. So we spent four episodes talking about Austin, Texas. And we found out some really weird things like the first massacre or I'm sorry, the first serial killer was in Austin, Texas. And the first school shooting was Ed Gein. No, the first serial killer was this ax murderer guy who I don't think they ever caught. Um, maybe this is the first unsolved serial That's killer. It's not case. H.H. Holmes, though. No, it's a, it's unsolved, so they don't know who this guy is. But he was he was an ax murderer. He killed a bunch of young women in this uh, town in in Austin before the the Jack the Ripper killings took place. Like only a couple of years before the Jack the Ripper killings took place. So some people think maybe the guy who did that stuff in Austin then went over to England and did more crimes. But uh, that was the first serial killer, and it prompted all of these street lights to be put in place. So, like, before that, a lot of cities were just dark at night. So now you have Austin being, like, known for the moon tower, which is this, you know, big, huge electrical light bulb uh I forget what kind of light bulb it is, but it's one of these fancier old school kind of like halogen. Uh, yeah, that it might have been one of those halogen light bulbs. So, yeah. And then the first school shooting takes place in Austin at the University of Texas. The guy goes up to the, the, top tower. Of the tower. Yeah. So yeah, he was under mind control. Right. And he then, was on the phone call with his therapist and then he just froze and then hang up the phone and put the phone down, put on his army fatigue and then went up there and started blasting as if something the person said triggered something for him. Like, like, yeah, that's weird. Well, that's like, I think the movie Manchurian candidate was already out by then. And I think that's a big part of that movie. It might be wrong, but there's like a phrase that's said to the main character at one point in the movie. And he like wakes up or he like, you know, hypnotically mm-hmm. falls under a spell and follows this like hidden command that was lying in his subconscious until that person came along and said the key phrase. The same thing happened with uh, Sirhan Sirhan. Allegedly he had yeah. some hypnotism that took place before he shot uh, Robert Kennedy. So, and he disappeared and went and studied the occult and his family didn't know where he went. He just disappeared for like a year Sirhan? or two. Before he came back, yeah, and he was like into the occult and stuff. Yeah, and he's yeah. His lawyer saying he's under MK Ultra mind control. I had heard something about him being like vaguely a part of the Rosicrucians or something like that, and then he had like an injury that put him in a, a weird hospital, like a horse uh, riding accident or something like that. But yeah, Sirhan Strange. There's another um, thing that I was just about to comment on but now it's like fading out of my mind we were talking about no we were talking about the the tower that tower oh with yeah the light so in texas you the talked city. about the looney tunes before well six flags has their like you know partner with looney tunes right all the looney tunes characters are at the six flags amusement parks and six flags is named six flags because of the six flags over Texas, right? So Texas has had six different governments before it became an official state. 
uh, of the United States. It was first a Spanish colony, then uh, the French took it over for some time, then it became the Republic of Texas, then Mexico took it over, then it became a part of the Confederacy, uh, and then obviously now it's a part of the United States, and it was a part of the United States before it became a part of the Confederacy. But uh, the Southern Confederacy, but yeah, that's that's where the whole amusement park Six Flags gets its name, and I imagine that they must be Texan amusement park company. I don't know where the first Six wow. Flags was, but yeah, that's well, that's um, where in front of Six Flags is where because I lived right by Six Flags in Santa Clarita in oh, California. Okay, that is where paul walker died he oh, died shit. right in front of six flags no one really brings that up wow. and it used to be called magic mountain and they changed it to six flags well you know and a lot of those sorry to cut you off a lot of those no, amusement good. parks they're like carryovers from the world's fair time period right. which a lot of people have been going into the world's fair and talking about how there's a lot of strange stuff with that and i found out that the first world's fair ever was in 17 something in uh bohemia <laughs> so we have the bohemian grove uh bohemian club over there in california with all these famous amusement parks i mean it just it fits right in you know the first world's fair was in bohemia of all places yeah and i remember really being fascinated by one of your presentations on how disneyland and the teacup spinning makes a portal sort of mm. just like the world fair had the ferris wheel that put everyone in a trance yeah that's that, would, that comes from walter bosley's book about uh disneyland in the 33rd degree uh line of latitude and he talks about how there's like a fault line underneath the original location of the carousel and that carousel would have spun the energy from the ground around the park creating like an orb of energy uh from the fault line underneath but now curiously they moved the carousel and instead of the carousel being over the fault line conjunction it's a place where two fault lines meet they put the king arthur sword in the stone statue of all things the king arthur things, yeah. sword in the stone and that's connected to polaris too as well and that's something that i've been looking into is magic mountain was six flags and all these symbols of the pirates that you were showing how it's spelt pyra like a pyro mid pyra is the name of one of the kardashians dogs right pyro or something like that but the pyro mid is the pyramid and if you look at the 33rd mile black rock in Hyperborea, which is the North Pole, and it's called Rupes as well, there's a 33rd, 33 black rock there, but in Hyperborea, it's a volcano. And this is in the middle of the four corners. This is the North Pole, and this is where Polaris is, or the sword as well, it goes back to, and this mountain is super occult symbolism. Like if you watch the movie uh, Edward Scissorhands, they're on top of a mountain, this house where Edward Scissorhands lives on. So you got this big mountain and then there's the Omega keyhole 
that you see at the Vatican. You also see it in Israel. You see this keyhole, which is like the Temple of Solomon. It goes into like sex portals, like the mm. vagina being a portal right. in a sense. It's, but the mountain, if you look at Hyperborea, you look at that mountain, that pyramid, the pyramid, you got Magic Mountain as well, which is this mountain. Disneyland, it's got their own mountain. Forget the name of it. That mountain that you can ride and see the Yeti on. And if you go back to the Las Vegas massacre, I would call it, that happened on the 32nd floor with that 23 Enigma. And I like to add on top of that, the first conspiracy was Julius Caesar being stabbed 23 times as well. I just want to put that in there that that took place right in front of a big pyramid, big pyramid, a big mountain as well. And if you look at the 32nd floor, there's a big key, like the symbol, that portal symbol, the Omega portal symbol, these symbols pop up everywhere and I feel like my brain is now like uncovering secrets that aren't in any Illuminati books, but everybody's talking about it now, mm. like connecting stuff with, well, especially in start with Kanye, dude, because Kanye is the bear, which is Polaris. He named his kid North. He went on Noray's show and Noray means North and the drink champs logo is the Baphomet logo. So like all this new information has been out to the, truther community now that is really going back to like the ancient atlanteans in a sense is still there but no no other researchers that i admired that are all dead now really covered it mm. because it's like it's old information but it's new like it's popping up well and that's the that's the sort of uh, ironic thing is as time goes on more and more of these items of antiquity become available right through the internet and through uh translations and i mean i read recently that out of the thousands of babylonian texts that they have only a couple thousand are uh translated like or maybe even less than that like a couple hundred so there's thousands and thousands of tablets yet to be deciphered there's uh plenty of information that's dug up and uncovered uh all over the place all over you know uh, time. I mean, from here to World War II, they've uncovered so many ancient things. I mean, the Nag Hammadi texts were only made available to people in the 90s, right? And that kind of blew the lid off of a lot of things because up until that point, the Gnostics were considered sort of like not really, they were more considered like phonies. Like, I mean, they definitely had like some legitimacy to them and histor historicity, but that until the Nag Hammadi text came out, they, they weren't really validified. Right. So yeah, a lot of things have, have changed. I was about to mention also with, um, Kanye, no, not Kanye. Jeez. I'm losing, I'm losing my, my train of thought here had something uh that you well, like saying. i was looking into drake and the draco kind of connection but mm, his son's name is adonis right okay the ursa ursa major thing right so oh, sure i think mario garza yeah mario yeah. garza came symbolic on. studies yeah you know mario so he, that's how i know this stuff is because shout out to mario okay cool yeah so then you're on the same wavelength good yeah that that was where i learned that ursa 
major plays this really important role and it creates that uh swastika in the sky that like so many cultures have you know seen obviously and then gone and created symbols based on it and now there's that whole negative connotation to that symbol and maybe that's purposeful or accidental or who knows but definitely you know sort of relevant to the conversation because a lot of people i mean they go around calling people on the alt-right nazis right because of things like kanye's saying or at least before kanye said it there, there was like the veiled oh yeah conspiracy theorists just think the jews are running the world like that was sort of like the offhand kind of thing people would say like as a joke but then Kanye comes out and gives it some legitimacy in the sense that like, oh, here's a person who believes that. And now it gives like, you know, people who are maybe less discerning uh, more uh, credit. To- Which is most of the world is less discerning. And it, then like once you could label just Jew for being the problems for everything, you don't have to research, number one. It's a scapegoat for who's really controlling the world. And I'm not saying that there's not shady characters out there that are Jewish because there totally is. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but it's definitely like, you know, don't look at any of the new information that people have uncovered mm-hmm. over the last 10 years. Let's go all the way back uh, for years and years well, ago and to know- old conspiracies and You know, what's interesting is I had one of the first interviews I did on this show, uh, episode 19 or 18 with Chris Milligan. I had him on the show and he described, well, first of all, I should say his father was in the CIA. So he described a bunch of things that his father told him back in the 60s and 70s. And uh, he said one of the things that they would do is they would distribute these like pamphlets, uh, these conspiracy pamphlets. Uh, And Chris started finding these. Actually, I might be mixing stories. I don't know if his dad saw this or if he just came across these. But either way, the point is, back in the day, they had all these conspiracy pamphlets that you would find at little bookstores and anarchist bookstores, used bookstores and things like that. They would be like, the Jews are running the world. The blacks are running the world. The Christians are running the world. Like they were all the same theory but just take the 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 person who's to blame and swap it out like a mad lib right like you just have all these conspiracy mad libs circulating and i think i don't know if chris said this but what i kind of thought while he was saying it was that was a part of COINTELPRO pro and this like way that they got all these people caught up in these groups and then prosecuted those groups based on things like you know drugs or maybe crimes that weren't exactly connected to the group itself you know for worse or for better groups like the black panthers who may have been you know for all i know a great organization and political goals and wanting to change the world for a better place that you know, breakdown of that group evolved into the Bloods and the Crips and all these other gangs. And I'm sure there's still groups of Black Panthers who commit to the ethics of the original group. But, you know, I, I'm not the one coming up with this. This is stuff that I've, that's, you know, been said by researchers that COINTELPRO Pro broke up those groups and, you know, helped create that gang atmosphere that, you know, destroyed a lot of those communities in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, it's the art of war, Sun Tzu art of war, divide and conquer. Mm. It's the easiest tactic. And 
like the pilgrims did it to the native americans by like splitting up all their tribes too and getting them to fight with each other i heard mm -hmm. as well and then that's why anyone who's pushing any kind of division i don't mess with them because right. that's well and that's why we shouldn't support kanye's music i mean honestly that's how i feel about it after all that because you know, again, like we were saying before, not to, to beat the dead horse, but it definitely feels like, you know, this is all just a uh, part of the larger agenda to keep people divided when this large group of people kind of came together during the pandemic and said, hey, we're not going to stand for this. We want medical freedom. We want control of our bodies, you know, and quickly all of that gets swept under the rug with, you know, the uh, Black Lives Matter stuff and all the other things that have gone on since then. I mean, the, this pandemic, they've tried to just like distract us from it. Meanwhile, all this information's coming out about Fauci being like the doctor of AIDS and like creating all these AIDS, you know, things and actually making it worse rather than better. Uh, and, you know, a lot of things that are way above my pay grade to, to get into, but uh, more professional shows, conspiracy podcasts have definitely covered that. I, I try to stay away from the medical stuff. I don't know enough about that. Yeah, I that. don't get into the medical I don't, stuff at all. I yeah. don't know enough about it to, to feel confident in those realms. Maybe one day I will, but it's definitely, I think, something that's being pushed aside now that they were ultimately, I mean kind of successful at you know inoculating everybody with whatever this thing is and i've heard some people talk about like the nanobots uh i don't know if you looked into it but mariam recently mariam heinen recently joined me on my show and she was talking about the uh the insect chit chitin that they get from insects that they're putting in food now and it's like this material that's undigestible and i guess they figured out how to put nanobots in it so that it kind of like takes over your body or something like that again well, they got the mosquitoes too that mm. well i bring it up because real, you, really. you came on my show the first time and talked about these weird wi-fi mantids and it's yeah like the mantis they just did a history channel show on it what I haven't watched it, but someone sent it to me <laughs> that remembers me telling them about my mantis. They, and they did a, they did, I know something I need to dive back into, but yeah, damn. Yeah. We need to, uh, we definitely need to come back, uh, sooner than later. It's been more less than a year, but way too long since I've had you on this show. We did a little, uh, skull and bones video type presentation that, will be released fantastic. that that great. will be coming did you out. see the one i edited with that i sent to you yeah oh i love it yeah I, did okay. you post that on you just posted that on your i patreon, just posted right? on my patreon because yeah. i know that's your that's your presentation so well, i didn't no it's fine we we we're gonna come out with uh with the full project hopefully this coming year so yeah people what will, better will year <laughs> yeah people will see you on that and 2023 uh, and yeah, well, we should get together and film some sort of what you're already doing mm. with the states and get like footage of the state into it or I'm do down. it with theme parks as well Ooh. and then get one on one in it and, you know, and film something documentary style. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's been uh that's been something that's been talked about a lot. Getting out on the road, doing something like that. I've done a few local tours with like listeners of the show who show up and shout out to everyone who's come and supported that way, but uh yeah, moving forward, we we want to we want to make uh make some trips, get some plans. So, yeah, definitely, man. I appreciate you joining me here. Tell everybody your channel and and the new channel, uh the backup channel. Your your other channel will be back soon hopefully, but for now you have uh, a backup channel. Where where can people go to support you? All you got to do is YouTube or look up Donut and I spell it D O E N U T. You can look it up on YouTube. Absolutely. And, of course, go to the Patreon, Support Donut on Patreon. And while you're there, sign up for the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy Patreon. Uh, we also got a sub stack, some of the stuff I talked about today with uh, Waldo. Don't be shy. Eat your pizza. It's all good. You left it there on the desk. This whole conversation. Eat, eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm like, have you ever watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes. <laughs> I'm always like, like Frank, I'm always eating food. <laughs> yeah. Well, sign up on Patreon. Maybe you'll find some mukbang videos on Donuts Patreon where he's eating pizza. Maybe you'll you'll find some of my Substack articles. I did bring up that Waldo thing. You can find all the information uh, on my Substack if you want to learn more about Waldo and uh, Donut. I appreciate you coming here to wrap up 2022. Any uh, final thoughts on 2022 or better yet predictions for 2023 that you want to leave us with? Sure. Uh, You know, first it's, you can be optimistic or pessimistic and it doesn't really matter which one you are. Life's going to (laughs) happen. We're not really in control of anything except for our actions and our attitudes. So why not? have more of an optimistic outlook on life. Your life will be better. Uh, so uh, I I think that is all I got to say. <laughs> I love that. That's a good resolution, man. And yeah, we try to keep a positive mental attitude, uh, ever expanding ourselves in this, ever expanding now, you know, exploring the moment because that's all we have. You know, I always talk about, with people, especially in my personal life, if, if this kind of conversation comes up is like, don't focus on the past. If it's not serving you to, you know, we get so caught up in the past or even more so worried about the future that we forget about this moment that we're in. That's really all we ever know is the moment because the future is always this sort of idea that's like hanging in the precipice. You know, we're always sort of glimpsing the future while remembering the past, but, uh, but donut, I really appreciate knowing you. I appreciate you joining me on the podcast and, uh, the other times you've joined me and I look forward to meeting up in 2023 or whenever it happens. I hope it happens sooner than later. And, uh, for everyone listening, please go support donut on Patreon. You're on Rockfin, right? Are you on Rockfin? Yep. Rockfin, Patreon, YouTube, Rockfin, Patreon, those are the places Instagram. to support. You know where to find them. Uh, and for me, help us out, folks. It's New Year's. We're heading into the new year. We're going to have fantastic shows, fantastic episodes. So sign up on Patreon. Uh, you'll get some new content. And, uh, yeah, enough of enough of that. Enjoy the moment wherever you are in the now.
All right, folks, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Be sure to support Donut. Like we said, his channel has been temporarily suspended, so you got to go over to Donut, D-O-E-N-U-T. But also subscribe to the Donut Factory for when his channel comes back. Uh, He's also on Rockfin for all you Rockfin people. And if you would like to see those AI generated art images but you listened to the episode uh, those will be posted on our telegram so go over to the telegram and check those out Uh, otherwise you can find that on the video version of the show which is available on Rockfin uh, and Donut may be posting this uh, on his YouTube so thank you so much folks for tuning in we're going to be hopefully doing a 2022 bonus sort of roundtable wrap-up show with some podcast friends so this is the final uh, my family thinks i'm crazy proper episode of the year Uh, i thank you for all of you who've found the show and stayed with us this year in 2022 we reached a million downloads this year we're almost at 250 episodes we've had Incredible guests from David Icke to Charlie Robinson to Graham Dunlop and Darren Grimes, Sam Tripoli, uh, Tony Merkel, and so many more. Those are just a couple of the people that I consider friends aside from uh, David Icke. (laughs) I don't know him well enough to call him a friend. I hope to one day call him a friend. Uh, Michael Hoffman as well very interesting person who I will be joining on his podcast. If you didn't know, Michael Hoffman now has a podcast of his own. You could just search it uh, by searching his name. Find it by searching his name. Uh, Or you can type in revisionist history. That should lead you to the place. Um, Oh, there goes my pens. So yeah, a lot of incredible episodes this year. A lot of great friends made this year. Shout out to everybody who I've podcasted with who listens to my show. I'm always very uh, grateful to find out some of my friends who have podcasts of their own still make time to listen to this show. It's very cool. Thank you. I appreciate all of you. And uh, yeah, if you'd like to be on that roundtable episode and you're hearing this, uh, it will be tonight. I don't know if it will be live, but if you're a podcaster and you hear this, in touch with me Uh, if it's after new year's eve or the new year's eve eve then uh just get in touch with me otherwise i'd love to have you on the show um and of course folks listening thank you so much for being here whether you've been listening since the start of the show in 2020 you found us in 2021 maybe you found us this year in 2022 i hope you continue to listen to the show in 2023 and if you aren't already i hope you support on patreon rockfin or substack you got a substack now uh, there's also a ko-fi store a merch store you can join the telegram community and there's a, a patreon telegram community for supporters only all kinds of great stuff if you support the show 
and one-time donations are always welcome. Helps me pay the bills around here and keep the podcast going. There's a bunch of different services I need to pay in order to keep this podcast going. It is not free to put the podcast out despite what you may think. So uh, please consider supporting the show in 2023, even if it's just for the first month. Uh, try it out. Give it a shot. We got a sub stack with a bunch of great articles. I'm going to be writing uh, at least one a week. We've got all sorts of bonus episodes on the Patreon and the Rockfin. And of course, you get episodes early when you're a supporter. So please sign up today. All right, folks. Thank you so much. And uh, shout out to the Hit Kit, hitkit.us. If you haven't heard me talk about the hit kit before, it's an awesome device that holds a joint or a blunt and your lighter and all that good stuff safe and sound in your pocket. Go support hit kit. They support us here at the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. All right, folks, we'll see you tomorrow with our final episode of 2022 onward to 2023. I hope you have a great new year uh, and immerse yourself in the moment wherever you are in the now. MFTIC. Yeah. Broadcasting the moon matrix from the lunar surface. They want you confused, like you never knew your purpose. Hopping through the portals, dismantling the machine. My family thinks I'm crazy. I can't believe what I've seen. Memories of a war, the Pleiadians and Anunnaki stuck within the genes of a copy of a human body. DNA fractal, the universe within me. Epiphanies of science is hoarded by the Illuminati. Puppet masters know the power of the mantra. Repeating mad lies till it has an effect on ya. Subliminal messages hijacking. Perception tricking the population with holographic projections. We see through it. The system is unraveling. I'm astral traveling through the library of the Vatican on a sacred journey. I embark with the squad forever spitting truth like Mark on the pod. Gotta know the facts, never hold back. Cause I ain't getting caught up in the soul trap. I dissect the fabric of reality, looking for the answers, searching through the galaxy. You might be feeling stressed out. Depression, anxiety, is no measure of health to be well adjusted to a sick society You don't even know how powerful you are We the ones who gonna expose the whole facade I awoke in a deep underground military base Zero recollection of how I got to this place Alien corpses floating in glass cylinders Must have been extracted when they crashed into us Animal hybrids contained in the cages a lion with the eagle head Monkeys with reptilian faces Losing my mind and I'm feeling desperate I look around the room and I see no sign of an exit All of a sudden the wall flickers away Revealing a hangar full of spacecraft My getaway I run to the nearest one See a guard knock him out Robin Fulber's plasma gun Hop in the ship Take the controls They highly intuitive I figure it out easily Lift off Accelerate through a tunnel Until I see the light Fly into the sky Get flamed by six F-35 Gotta know the facts, never hold back Cause I ain't getting caught up in the soul trap I dissect the fabric of reality Looking for the answers Searching through the galaxy You might be feeling stressed out Depression, anxiety is no measure of health To be well adjusted to a sick society You don't even know how powerful you are We the ones who gonna expose the whole facade <laughs>